Vineyard Westside welcomes everyone. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Come as you are, because we believe that love wins, period. So good morning, church. Uh, I'm here to invite you to participate in a church mission effort that we're going to try to uh, implement here. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. Did you know what it was like to be a missionary in the late 1800s and early 1900s before vaccinations, antibiotics, good transportation, and communication? Uh, no. No? No? Um, a friend told me that it used to be that your friends would throw you a big party before you went on mission, and they would pack all your stuff in a coffin, and they would put you in the coffin on the boat and send you over, and your life expectancy was two years. Now, with that said, pretty crazy, huh? Um, hey, Ryan. Yeah. Did you know you don't have to die to be a missionary anymore? And in fact, you can be a missionary from your armchair at home? I, I did know you don't have to die. You did? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've never been on a mission trip where I died yet, so that's a good thing. All right, so it's true. You can be a life-altering missionary, a stay missionary from your armchair at home. And um, our mission partners from Honduras, do you remember when Casey and Elizabeth came in and talked to us? Um, they expressed a need for a historically hostile area called the Sabita in the Apocala Mountains in Honduras. And they found, they have found in Honduras that if they plant an actual church building in the area, that the atmosphere changes and it can transform the area. So the pastor from this area has requested that they receive assistance with building a church in that historically hostile area to see if they can move it along. Can, can I say something with that too? Yeah. Um, I, the area that they're working in is called Las Cebita. Um, I've been there before. Uh, I took four or five trips to Honduras and uh, we, we took part in building these structures that would become a church building, but they're always multi-purpose. It's a church building, it's also a school, it's also a place where if there's shelter needed, it's a place that's a community center for all sorts of different things. And we have helped to build these multi-purpose uh, church buildings, community centers, schools in multiple different villages of the mountains of Honduras. And every single one of them has been radically changed once it was there. Because it was an, if you build it, they will come type of thing. And they showed up and they started reading the Bible together and they started playing worship songs together and people started accepting Christ and getting baptized. And we want to see more of it happen. Amen. Great testimony indeed. So we can't really raise funds and send a mission team down there right now. They're still on a threat level three and we can't send people into the area uh, at that level. But we can raise funds for materials and skilled labor um, to help them finish this church. Um, so we're looking for stay missionaries. So that might be you. So what is a stay missionary? You have three primary goals. Actually, these primary goals, there's more than three. To make your friends and family aware that there is a need, all right? To invite friends and family to support your mission efforts. To give your friends and family an opportunity to participate in kingdom work. We all need that right now. We need to have more of a sense of purpose. 
And then you also need to send them the information and resources that they need to be able to help you. So here's what you do. Look on the paper that you have, not the side with the pictures, but the other side that says instructions. So you actually have an instruction sheet to help you. All right, read the instructions and use the prepared letter, all right, that's on the back. There's a prepared letter on the back now. Some of you only have one-sided. Uh-oh, what happened? Okay, we'll have those available after church. All right, so um, you're gonna just gotta give it a little effort. So kind of what you do is you can go to the website to where it says, um, yeah, the Vineyard Westside website, and it's the... Stay mission? Stay mission. No, no, it's not stay missions. It's under events. Oh, yeah. Connect events. Connect events. The instructions will be there, but there'll also be a place down at the bottom where you can click on a little thing, and it'll let you copy and paste this letter into an email or into a Facebook post. It's kind of long for a Facebook post, but it'll allow you to be able to send it out to your friends and family. Now, I've done this to raise funds for mission trips before, and you would be amazed how hard it is to do it, because you're kind of timid about it at first, although some of you may be bold, but it's amazing what it does for you. It gathers people around you, and it, it uh, gives you um, a reason to interact with them, and them a uh, reason to help you. So there are a few things that you have to consider. First of all, you don't want to do this just by diverting your church funds and say, oh, I'm not going to go through all this. I'm just going to divert my church funds. We'll pay for Honduras. The other thing you don't want to do is maybe you have a chunk of money and you're like, oh, I'm just going to donate. I'm not going to be a missionary. I'm just going to donate. So that's kind of not the purpose of this because that's kind of like missionary cheating. Okay? So you don't want to be a missionary cheater. So there are other options, all right, that are available. And if you, if you do that, you're missing the opportunity, which the whole point of this is, is to get other people involved and aware of what's going on. So that's the whole purpose of a state missionary project, is to get other people involved and other people aware of what's going on in Honduras. So is anybody kind of interested in maybe doing this? Raise your hand if you are. <laughs> yeah, a few people maybe. Some maybe, some yes, no. Yeah. Okay, look, look at around at the people that have their hands up. And um, if you're not interested, that's fine. Not everybody's a missionary, not even a state missionary. But try to support these people who are going to try to do this and, uh, and pray for them as well. So remember, as a state missionary, you might have resistance. That's okay. So we'll have more information out in the lobby, and Steve and I will be out there to answer any questions you might have. So thank you. Thank you. All right. We're going to have our ushers come forward and uh, do an offering together. If you're new around here, basically what it means is you need to reach in them jeans and pull out them greens. <laughs> we... We are people who partner with God to change the world for the better and to take back territory that has been stolen by the enemy. And so what we have found is that our dollars act as bullets. They act as ammunition in the war that's going on against the kingdom of God. And so 
Uh, God, we thank you for the work that you've been doing with us. Thank you for that time of worship. Thank you for taking back enemy ground. Thank you for expanding your territory. Thank you for letting us be a part of it. Thanks for trusting us. We pray that you would multiply our efforts. Take this offering and use it however you wish. Thank you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Amen. Okay, they're going to pass those things along, and we're going we're gonna to jump into it, okay? So, how are you guys doing today? Great. Ah, yes, nice. I like, you ever notice how if you're in a really, really bad mood, and there's a bunch of people around you who are in a good mood, it's really, really hard to keep the bad mood? Um, it's kind of the same way with our walk with Christ. If you are on fire for the Lord, let's say that you are a hot charcoal, and a glowing red charcoal, and you are burning for him. That every, You're on fire. Just God is speaking to you all the time. You're getting new ideas. Uh, it's exciting. But you're surrounded by a bunch of freaking cooled off black briquettes and... Guess what's going to happen? You are going to cool off quick. You need to be surrounded with other hot coals who are keeping you warm for longer periods of time and burn hotter. What we're talking about today is a, a, a principle that I have taught on uh, several times, but this is one of my absolute favorite things. It's a thing that I revert back to in my life um, repeatedly. Uh, if I start getting off of a path that I need to be on, eventually I recognize and remember and go, what the heck am I doing? I need to do this principle that I know. Here's the principle. It's that there is a process in between the promise and the payoff. Many of you have already received a promise or multiple promises over here. And some of the promises don't make any sense at all. And you're like, how is God ever going to do that? How is he going to do that with me? How is, I just don't see how that can work. That's the, the promise maybe that, that you are going to be, you know, you're going to be healed of your mental illness. You're going to be, um, you're going to be validated in a way that you've been looking for for years. You're going to be loved completely the way that you were meant to be loved. Like, you're going to experience that. Some of you haven't yet, and you're like, I'm so, I'm old now, and I have, I'm just never going to get, no. The promise might be that that's on its way to you, but th there's a promise that, that, that you're going to do ministry, that you're going to help other people to walk through their stories of fostering and adoption and the... Uh, and the pain and tragedy and the celebration and the victory that is involved in it. That might be your promise. Whatever your promise is, that you felt something on you. And the promise could even be just things that are in Scripture. Maybe you've never heard it before, but in the Word of God, it says about you that you are going to be able to accomplish anything uh, with, with all things. It's, you know, it's possible if He's with you, that He's never going to leave you or forsake you, that Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And so if I get scared of the enemies coming after me in some way, that I can lean on the promise that God has given that, you know what? Greater is the spirit of God that is inside of me than the spirit of darkness that is in Satan. And so 
That's a, it's an awesome promise. Yes. That's, so that's a promise. And then there's the payoff where you, you get it, where it happened, where you're experiencing it. You're walking in it. You're living it. And, but in between that promise and that payoff, there is a process. There's a process. And a lot of us don't want the process. We want the promise to be immediately followed up, like within 1.5 seconds, with the payoff. <laughs> Some of you are going to end up uh, in a place, and maybe, maybe you're, you're there right now, I'm sure. But some of you are going to end up in a place in your life where um, it feels like an accident. It feels like, how did I, I didn't mean to get here. Like, it feels like an accident. What did I do wrong to get here? Some of you are going to end up in a place on purpose because you're working on it right now and you're saying, this is where I'm heading. And so you're intentional about it and you're going to end up in that place on purpose. But a lot of us end up somewhere on accident. We end up somewhere on accident that is not anywhere that we want to be really. Some of you might recognize that, you know, this is exactly where I want to be in my relationships with, with finding, I, well, I don't know. I don't know anybody who's exactly there. I'm exactly where I want to be with my, my relationships, my money, my, my spirituality, my um, academic pursuits, those things. Um, but a lot of us, more commonly, we think that thought, how the heck did I end up here? What happened? What happened? And so what we're talking about today is the principle of the path. The principle of the path. It goes something like this. Direction, not intention, determines destination. Direction, not intention, determines destination. I, I'm going to say it again. It's the direction, so where you're heading. Not the intention that you have, where you want to go in your mind, that is going to determine the destination, where you actually end up. And so it doesn't matter how much you wish and hope and pray that you're going to end up in this place if you don't set yourself up to be in a direction to go that place, you ain't going to get there. Imagine, uh, so for me, this has happened before, not all the way, not, it, it hasn't been quite this bad, but for, for those of you who know me, you know I'm, uh, I'm, I'm special when it comes to directions. Um, I, and so what, imagine that I was taking my family to Florida on a vacation one time, and imagine that uh, everything was loaded up and all the sunscreen and the flip-flops and the bathing suits and all that stuff, and we got all that stuff taken together, and we prayed before we left that we would have traveling mercies, that we would not get in an accident. Um, and that, you know, our intention on that trip was, we, our intention was to spend this vacation in Florida together and just soak up the sun and the beach. And that's the intention. The problem is that I'm so bad when it comes to sense of direction that I don't realize I'm jumping on I-75 North and... <laughs> If somebody else in the car is paying attention, and we're going, and we're going, and going, and thankfully, thankfully it was noticed before I got to Michigan. <laughs> but the thing is, like, we, I mean, you know, we can pray, and we can hope, and, and all sorts of different things. I can have all kinds of intentions, but 
I need a map. I need a GPS. I need directions. I need those things. And so uh, that makes sense when we think about it with a, with a car, but a lot of times it doesn't make sense with our lives. Um, imagine that a woman is kind of in that place of intending to find a nice Christian guy, that that's the intention, right? That that she would meet a nice Christian man that she can settle down with and that they could have some kids at some point and that would be the life that she's always wanted, the life that she's always intended to have. Uh, but the reality is, the way it seems to work out is that any cute guy who comes along and says absolutely anything to her at all, she says yes. And she seems to think an awful lot of people are cute. And so years go by, and it's been one dirtbag relationship after another, after another, after another, and she's in that place of asking herself, uh, why is this happening to me? What happened? How did I get here? Because I was, my intentions all along, I'd prayed about it, I'd thought about it, I envisioned it in my head, my intentions all along were that I was going to find a good Christian man to spend the rest of my life with. But she's not on that path. She's on another path. It's a path that goes somewhere else where you ask, why is this happening? Why is this happening? It's happening because the direction, not the intention, determines your destination. The place that you've pointed yourself to go. And some of us, we just we give up on it too early. We have, a, we have an intention in our mind, but any little thing comes along and we go, Oh, I'll go with that instead. I remember my dad, one of the things that he used to say to me all the time, um, after, especially after I did something really, really stupid, he would, would say all the time, well, what did you think was going to happen? What did you, what did you think was going to happen? Uh, one time I got busted for something ridiculous, a whole bunch of trouble. He said, what did you think was going to happen? I said, I don't know, I was hoping that, like, I wouldn't get caught. Uh, if we're being honest, I was just hoping for, I was hoping you'd never find out. And that's where uh, one of my favorite sayings of all time that's totally inappropriate for church, but I will tone it down for you, uh, came in. My dad would say to me, and I've said before, um, well, okay, so you were hoping that you wouldn't get caught. Well, how about you hope in one hand, and you expletive, defecate in the other, and you let me know which one gets full first. Even as a teenager, I figured this one out, that one has substance and the other doesn't. One's just full of invisible hope, invisible intentions, and the other one and that's the, the path, the path always wins. The path always wins. It might not be the thing that you're hoping for or dreaming about or intending to do, but the path is the thing that's going to lead you to somewhere. Here's what I want to read in Matthew chapter 7. This is about the narrow and the wide gates. It says, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. 
How many of you uh, have parents who wish they could go back to when they were 20 again? Like who've said things like that, like, oh, it would be so great. I wish I could go back. I wish I could. I wish I could go back in a lot of ways. And then I, I get reminded that my life's incredible. And so I have to I have to kind of reel it back in and go, wait a second, uh, all of those things that I did wrong, that were done wrong against me, that were just wrong everywhere, uh, have led to this moment right now where I'm standing on a stage and I get to talk to you. And so, uh, but parents and other people who know that want to go back to when they're, they're 20 again, uh, and it's not so they can party. It's not so they can party again. It's not so that their, their body doesn't hurt anymore. It's not that. They want to go back to that time because they know that they could choose some different paths this time. It's been said, why is it that we only get one life to lead? That first one, we, that's the one that we should be learning from. <laughs> a lot of us end up on a wrong path in our life because we agreed to jump onto another path that wasn't ever meant for us. Um, this is our parents who want to go back to their 20s um, in that place. It's because they're saying, uh, you know what? Don't make the same mistakes that I did. Don't make the same mistakes that I did. Do as I say, not as I do. If you had those parents who were hard on that stuff and, and you're like, what? what? That's hypocritical. Is it or is it just somebody with wisdom who is saying, Man, I took so many wrong paths, and you could do it differently. There are things that come along, and they capture or they grab your attention, and this is why I think a lot of us end up on one of those wrong paths. Uh, something shows up, and it captures or grabs our attention in a way uh, that, that causes us to, to shift. Um, capturing your attention, grabbing it, what I would say is that means uh, you're heading in a direction and something makes you turn. Something grabs your attention, captures your attention. It's not a little boring thing over here typically. It's typically something interesting. And so you're heading this way and then, oh my gosh, I have to change. Squirrel! When I was 18 years old, um, my life was on a certain particular path that I believe would have probably ended up in jail or um, the circus. I don't know. <laughs> but it was, the, it was then that I, I met my, who would become my wife, Allison. And for me, she was the one who captured and grabbed my attention. And she's the one who made me turn. Uh, I was heading a certain way and I had to turn. I, I wasn't expecting this, but something has captured and grabbed my attention. Uh, these can be good things or bad things. It was really good for me. Suddenly, I was doing all kinds of things that I had never done before. You do things you've never done before when something new grabs or captures your attention. And so my path changed. It just changed. And I end up being married, and, and it's good, and it's fun, and people talked about the ball and chain and what a mistake it was that I was going to get married at 20 and here I am coming up on 20 year anniversary thank you and three human people exist because of that change in my direction there are things that come along in our lives that 
that end up capturing us or grabbing us in that way. Some good, some bad. My son Finn, once we were on that vacation, my son Finn was really little. Uh, and I, I think he was about three years old. And we were walking along the beach, and it's one of those days where you could just walk in the water, and it's about uh, maybe six inches to a foot deep. Um, I'm an ultra nerd, so I had become obsessed with metal detecting at that time, uh, so to the point where I had to take a metal detector on our trip. <laughs> and, and normally it's um, men who are a little bit older than me that are on the beach doing this. Um, I'm going to find them to get tips. Anyways, I am, and I got this, this fancy metal detector that I was so excited about, and I'd used it to dig up a few different things. Um, we headed on the beach. We went for a walk with my little son, Finn, and he's walking with me the whole time. Everything was going great. All of a sudden, this surprise rogue wave comes in and takes him. It stole him. He was, he was, he was here, and then he was gone. And I saw him get ripped out, and it captured my attention. It grabbed me, and I didn't even think. I didn't even know what I was doing, but I went to grab him, and I threw the metal detector in the water. Um, because he, he was, it was bad. He was taken under, he was choking, he was like, it, it was instant, instant drowning happening. But this thing captures my attention, it changes the direction, it changes the path that I was on, because something, you know, something stops you, something shifts you. Proverbs chapter seven, it says, with persuasive words, she led him astray. With persuasive words, she led him astray. So many of us um, think that we have things together or we think that if we were in a certain situation that we wouldn't do certain things that other people that we know did. And how could they do that? I would never do that. Yeah, you could. With persuasive words, she led him astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk. All at once he followed her like an ox going to the slaughter, like deer stepping into a noose, till an arrow pierces his liver, like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing that it will cost him his life. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Pay attention to what I say. Do not let your heart turn to her ways. Don't let, don't shift. Don't let your attention be captured. Don't let your heart be grabbed by this thing, by this person, by this. Do not let your heart turn to her ways or stray into her paths. Many are the victims that she has brought down. Her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is a highway to the grave, leading down to the chambers of death. I think I might have dated this girl. <laughs> Geographically speaking, Geographically speaking, um, you can't get to where you're wanting to go unless you know where you are to begin with. Like, so if you're, uh, you know, now we do have every type of digital map and everything, and it's a lot easier, but when you don't, if, if you don't have something, you don't know where you are, you don't have service even, oh no. If you don't know where you are, it's hard to go somewhere else. You need a reference point. Like, you need to have that starting point. Uh, well, the same thing is going on in your life. 
if you're, if you wouldn't have a starting point if you don't know where you really are. Uh, so when you look in the mirror, are you able to admit the stuff you got? Are you able to admit who you are and what you're struggling with or, or what some of your deficiencies are or, you know, just to be able to have a reference point. How do I get to where I'm, where I'm wanting to go if I don't even know where I'm starting? And a lot of us don't know where we're starting or we're not willing to admit where we are to begin with. Some of us are still making excuses for things that we did 10, 15 years ago and we're still rationalizing them and we're still, um, we're still wanting people to, to understand why we did that thing or whatever. And, and some of us need to look in the mirror and say, man, you were a real jerk. <laughs> you really screwed it up. Do you know how bad you screwed it up? Look at the whole picture of it. Have an understanding, a reference point, because that's, I'm not saying to feel bad about yourself. We have Jesus on the cross to bring forgiveness that is beautiful. But the reference point, because self-deception self makes that impossible. If you're, if you're not honest with who you are, you're not ever going to get to the places that you hope you can go. Prudent people, they look as, as far down the road as possible when they're making decisions. Um, I guess what I would say is we don't drift into good decisions. We don't accidentally slide into good decisions. Um, we discipline ourselves and we prioritize ourselves to be able to get there. So we say, no, I, I can't put myself in a dangerous situation because that is going to possibly hinder me getting to the place I want to go. I've been given a promise, and if I ever want to get to the payoff, i got to invest in this process right now. This process that can look a lot different for a lot of people. Proverbs chapter 3, it says, In all your ways, acknowledge the Lord. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He'll make your paths straight. Acknowledge Him. Acknowledge the Lord. Acknowledging someone just means to give attention to or to pay attention to. To ask God, God, what is the wise thing to do? You know what that is? That's acknowledging him. It's saying, uh, okay, I got this thing going on. God, what, do, what should I do with this? And one thing about God is he loves that. <laughs> that, oh, they want to know what I think. And it's just one of those things that builds your relationship. But this is capturing or grabbing attention versus giving or paying attention. So something over here can capture your attention, grab your attention. This is you on the offense, giving your attention, paying attention to something. God, what's the wise thing to do? Now, some of you, just by being at church today, you are giving attention to God right now. You're giving attention to the destination of being closer to God. The destination, I want to be closer to God. That's what probably drug most of you in here. Some of you, um, it's because you're trying to impress somebody you went out with recently. We have that too, and we love that. We're not above tricking people into this place in any way imaginable. I do say it's not a joke, though, because we believe that Anytime you get people into the same room with Jesus, there's a really good chance they'll fall in love with him. Yeah. Mm. So the, 
Just by being at church today, you are giving attention to the destination of being closer to God, and that is a discipline, and so that's a step. You took a, a step towards the destination that you actually want to get to. Good job. <laughs> uh, in, high school, in middle school and high school, I was a, a wrestler, um, and wrestling was a lot of conditioning that we had to do to get ready for the season, and then a lot of uh, just crazy workout stuff during the season. Um, the thing about um, wrestling is, for whatever reason, it did not grab or capture my attention. It wasn't one of those things that I, I tur turned and threw myself into. Uh, it ended up becoming one of those things where I had to choose to give attention to it uh, and make it into a discipline. I, had to, I couldn't just hope to be in shape. Um, I couldn't just hope to run these certain things under certain times and, and be able to do it. Um, I had to work. I had to work. I had to work. And I had to give attention to it. One of the, when, when we want to get to the place where um, we're, we're dreaming about being at some point, some of us are not sure how we're going to get there. Um, the way that you get there is by putting one foot in front of the other and moving in a specific direction. Some of you, right, just in the, the most simple way we can think about it right now, you have a picture of what you want. That's what you would tell people that your dream is. That's what you would tell people your calling is. That's what you tell people that um, your, your mission and your life is. But I'm just going to ask, are you heading that direction? Are you going that way? Um, it, are, are you going that way at all? Or have you been, has your attention been captured by something else? What's the next right step that you need to take to get to the place where you want to be? What is the next right step that you need to take to get where you want to be? Matthew chapter 7, we'll close up with this. It says, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Only a few find it. This road that is being discussed by Jesus is the path. It is the path. And so there is a process in between the promise and the payoff. And Jesus is saying that um, this isn't something that, that you need to look for it. You need to set yourself up in a direction. You don't need to just hope and pray that it'll show up in your backyard, even though it's, it's across town. If you know where it is, you've got to set yourself up to put yourself in the line of it, the direction of it. But a lot of us don't because we get, we get distracted. We get our attention shifted away. We'll close with this, um, just this thought along with it. What is the next right step that you need to take to get on the path that leads to life? The path that leads to hope? The path that leads to your calling? The path that leads to ministry work that you've been, you know, how many of you in this room know and you're afraid to admit it that God wants you to work for him? Mm-hmm. Scary. 
It's scary. What's the next right step that you need to take to get to where you want to go? The only thing I would say is the steps are a little bitty usually. Um, we want to plan out 27 steps, and they're going to be like giant strides. And how on earth am I ever going to get this? I have so many things to deal with. How do I pay these bills? How would I ever get out of the school debt? How would I do this or this? What if I'm with an abusive relationship? Like, how do I do this? You got to start taking them little ones. Baby steps. Baby steps. What about Bob? Baby steps. The important thing is what's the next right step? What's the next right step? Is, do we end up going in the other direction, even further away from it, or do we start inching closer to it? I believe that, uh, I believe that there is a promise that is, it's, a, it's like an envelope that hasn't been opened yet, a gift that hasn't been unwrapped yet. There's a promise that is um, just wanting to be opened up so that you would be able to play with it. The payoff. The payoff. We're born again believers. Those of us who have given our lives to Jesus, we're known as born again Christians um, because we've been given a new life. We died. The old self has died away. The new has come. Uh, but since you're a new person and when you gave your life to Christ, essentially you're given a new birthday. What do you get on your birthday? Presents. Presents. You get presents. So many of us have been given that present, and we've had it on our lap, wrapped for years and years and years because we're afraid to open it. We're afraid to play with it. We're not sure how to unwrap it. Man, I think it's time for you to unwrap it. What do it look like? Let's pray. God, thank you for these people. I love them. Thank you for, thank you for a church that's, that is a church. Thank you for community. Thank you for different colors of people all over. Thank you for uh, just people from all different walks of life. Thank you that we get to learn from each other. Thank you that this is a place where we're loved and accepted. Thank you that, um, that you accept us as we are, but you love us so much that you won't leave us there. And you come in, and sometimes you're firm, and sometimes you're gentle in exactly the right way that you need to be to pull us along and to get us back into that place where we can chase after you. The disciples, when they were following Jesus, uh, they, they had a, a common saying at that time that at, he was their rabbi, and so they were... They were so fixated on the things that he was doing and saying, and they were so amazed by what he was about and who he was and just how he loved people that they followed him more closely, more and more closely. And they said that they wanted to be covered by the dust of their rabbi, that the dust that was kicked up by his feet that they were following so closely that it was covering their faces. We want to be covered in the dust of our rabbi. So we just say, come Holy Spirit. Pray that you would give people um, a new, just a new vision for if, if anyone had a promise given to them and they have given it away, that they would get it back. If they've been given a promise 
and they gave up on it early because they never saw any, any progress. I pray that you would relight that fire. I pray that there are people that whenever that time is that we enter heaven and we are with you forever, uh, that we continue to meet person after person after person after person who shows up and says, I'm in this place because you did this. I'm here with you because you did this. I'm here with you because of the way that you talked to my aunt. I'm here with you because of the work that you did at this school and that we would just be able to understand the impact that our lives can make when we're on that path. Jesus, you're the best. We love you and we pray in your name. Amen. 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 Hey, thank you guys. We'll, we'll have some prayer team people over here in the corner if you'd like prayer for anything. Uh, but I hope I see you soon. You guys have a good week. For more information about Vineyard Westside, please visit vineyardwestside.com.